Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Some of the nuts out there. 
where I call them the nuts. Where it's I mean, I know driving. the visuals out there, but what about as far as how you feel when somebody's behind you and they're so close on your damn bumper, you can see pimples in their face I, and you're really I typically there. feel more anger than I do, like, the paranoia that you mentioned. Yeah. I look in the rear view and I see a nut behind me too close, and I'm looking in the rear view like, well, good gracious. Can you get off of me? And sometimes I'll either speed up to try to put some more distance in between us if I can do so safely. And if I can't do that, then I'll start slowing down so that they'll finally just go the heck around me. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. But, no, I don't usually feel like, you know, like they're coming for me. I just, you know, keep an eye on them. But I do feel like it's a bunch of lunatics out here where I wonder where did they get their license. Like, did you really pass the driver's test? Or you just, you know, just jump behind the wheel and do what you want to do? Mm, what about you, Kevin? Um, A couple of things. Um, if someone's behind me, like, that close and I'm able to pull over, I'll pull over. Like, especially if I'm in the street, if I'm on a highway, then, like you said, hey, I'll move over or I'll just continue to go slow. I mean, people try to run you over in the slow lane. I'm like, okay, lady or man, I'm in the slow lane. That's why I'm over here so far right. What do you want me to do? Right. Take off and fly? Sometimes you can't get over, and then um, I'm not understanding why people are flying in a um, a, a parking area. You know what I'm saying? They fly through there. Right. They fly through there. Parking lot. Mm -hmm. lot. They, They kill me with that. And um, I think Papa Didi said something a couple of weeks ago about the, the black car. Now, I experienced something tonight. I'm at a four-way stop sign. There's somebody in front of me, mm-hmm. and there's a black car with the black tinted windows to the left of me. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so the car in front of me goes, and the car to the left of me goes. Mm-hmm. And so the car in front is, like, waving the guy on, or girl, whatever, waving them on. Mm-hmm. He stops in the middle of the street and just like, like he's breaking bad. He just stops there, and they and I'm blowing a horn. And by the time I blew it the second time, I said, "Whoa, wait a minute, maybe I better chill out." Yeah, because I don't know what this guy, a girl, gonna do in this black car. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'm gonna say the jackass went on about his business, and we proceeded straight. I'm like, okay, what's this like a standoff or something? But the person was waving you to go ahead. I, I just don't understand that. You know, yeah, that's 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 being courteous. Maybe this person, is, maybe they were born in the woods or something, and they don't know anything about either courtesy, courtesy or uh, know the um, you know ins and outs of the driving. The game, yeah. Well, I'll add on to that one. Four way stops and circles. Mm-hmm. When you get to the circles. And you already are in, in the, the thing, mm-hmm. and you see somebody coming in. Right. Like there's a grocery store area near me where that is a treacherous circle. It is. And you're trying to just get across the other side of that thing, mm-hmm. and cars are flying up on your right, right, usually not on the left as much because they're going behind you, but the car is flying in from your right, and you're already in the circle. But you, you don't know if they're going to stop right. or not, and some of them don't. But they create circles to slow traffic down. It's not working. You know, you know, it's like they just continuously going around. They they don't they a lot of people don't know how to drive a circle. That's the problem. They don't know what to do. Right. And I think they need to put on the you know, the pavement how to, you know, which lane can go where. 
because they just going to do their own thing. It's crazy. Tell me about it. So. Yeah, it, it has gotten really yeah, so out of hand. And I think there's no enforcement. I think that police now, to go home to their families, I don't think they're enforced to enforcing the laws. I think oh, a lot cool. of people, a lot of people, you know what it really begins with? It begins like anything else. When it comes to home repairs or plumbing or anything else, you know, there's only a certain level of plumbing that you can do before you say, I can't do that. And a certain level of uh, whatever, what else drugs you could do in your house until you say, I got to call somebody. Right. And driving is the same way. A lot of people done got through their driver's test, either fudging it, mm-hmm. or it could be a lot of people that are driving without a license. Mm-hmm. A lot of people be driving without a license. You, right. never, you never know. Right. But if you didn't take the time to learn your, learn your, and that could be the instructor paying off, ain't no telling. But, you know, because some people can, they, there could be a person that they are showing on, on uh, not showing, but that they mention on social media that with a code who will let you pass your test. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So, okay. I mean, because money is green. That's true. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. to get fired from DMV is just to get fired from uh, from a job. job. Ain't no big deal. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't learn stuff for it. Like, like if you're not a real HVAC person, you can't get into that air conditioner for so much. Right. And the same with you can't get underneath that hood if you don't have a mechanic degree. Right. And the same with driving. If you didn't read that book like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do in that circle. Because mm-hmm. you, you skipped that chapter. Right. And, you know, so... And that would explain why people are challenging people, like you said, with that car at the four-way stop. Oh, wait, wait. It's like people are challenging you, and then when you feel like somebody's challenging you, sometimes I'll do that, too. I'll be like, no, I'm not pulling in front of you because you're crazy. Right. So I'll wave them on and say, no, it's cool. You go. Yeah, punk you out. Right I punk ahead. out myself. I do. I I'm like, punk no, out. go right ahead. Even though it's my turn, I punk you out. go right ahead. Right. And some people, like that person, get mad. Right. They like waving their hands and whatnot, right. and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not moving. And you're right too. And I, I, and I don't want to stay on this at all, but you're right, Kettle. I am so tired of them dark cars with them dark tinted windows, acting like they got some kind of, you know, beef or something. Or? They they just act like they pissed yeah. off at the world, and they yeah. just got some authority out there. Right. And are the police? Bobbing him at all because they act like they running it every time I see somebody with dark window then they gonna ride by you slow and and how are you getting away with all that tent when there's legal when when there's know. legal levels of how dark your tent should be right. I tell you the police need to get off their ass and you know put them on the kiss it list. That's interesting that you brought that topic up. I mean, for something that happened to me tonight, I was like, it was just the strangest thing. And the, the, it was like a standoff. Man wasn't going, a woman wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they studied, I mean, it was two, three people in the car, and they kept waving. That sucker would move. And I kept blowing. I was like, okay, by the second blow, I said, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Right, let me get off this horn. Right, this nigga tripping. Because so. some people mm-hmm. seem like they want to see your intimidation. Right. They want to see just mm-hmm. where they can take you. Right. It's almost like a prison standoff. You know, it's like, you know. Like, like they. I think these just, people do that to blow off things. You know, that's, that's, that's funny or that's interesting to them. You know, yeah, challenging. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. something, but you know, you're not gonna That's still how they get door. their kids. And up, it uplifts them on what's going on in their life, right? Especially if baby mama drama's happening and oh, somebody yeah. just somebody taking them for seven hundred a month. Right. 
like it ain't nothing. He could barely pay that car note or that insurance bill on that car. Like, anyway. like what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just want to get as good as uh, right. whatever. Well, all right. Well, let's so, let's get anyway. into the rundown. All right. What you got on tap for us tonight, Kevin? I got on tap. We got plenty going on. Um, in focus, Uvalde mayor accuses the DPS of lying. Also, Supreme Court repeals uh, New York gun law. And recent NFL tragedies of 2022. Our cocktail of the week is the Ocean Breeze Punch. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Her husband turned out to be a woman. Oh, boy. Ooh, I'm glad I don't have that one. <laughs> Amazon's Alexa could soon mimic voice of dead relatives. And Florida man team calls an 18-foot, a 215-pound Burmese iPhone. Okay, y'all going to give me that one. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, goodbye, Jewel. Also living for the city with Papa Didi. Uh, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot to talk about. Kiss the list and the last words. So we're going to sit back and relax, and we're going to get into In Focus. All right. Okay. All right. What's happening first? I have the first one. You uh, Uvalde uh, mayor. He, he is accusing the Texas Department of Public Safety. That's what the T- DPS is. Director Steve McCraw uh, called the Uvalde police response to the Robb Elementary shooting an abject failure. Mm. The uh, mayor, Don uh, McLaughlin, accused the top a uh, state uh, cop of lying about the events that uh, took place during the May 24th massacre. Uh, so during a city council meeting on Tuesday, McLaughlin alleged that McCraw has an agenda to protect state troopers and Texas Rangers. Uh-uh. So he continues to lie, leak, or mistake information about law enforcement response to the mass shooting. Mm. Uh, McLaughlin also accused McGraw of uh, presenting um, biased information by not acknowledging that 14 DPS officers stood in the school hallway for more than an hour See? while the gunman went on his rampage in the two classrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goes on to say McLaughlin claims he and other uh, local officials were instructed to keep quiet about law enforcement response to the shooting while investments continued. Wow. However, McLaughlin declared that now the gloves are off. Mm-hmm. Right, I heard that. They so, should have um, never been on. Right. Should have just told the truth. If y'all messed up, you messed up. Right. Uh, it goes on to say McCraw's testimony came as new footage was released showing officers arrived at the campus fairly quickly after the shooting started with the rifles and ballistic shields. However, they waited 58 minutes to mm. breach the classroom and uh, kill the gunman. Now, how crazy is that? Right. So, uh, take something off. He said four agencies had controlled body cam footage. They are um, district attorney, DPS, FBI, the state legislative. Um, and someone has chosen to release bits and pieces of body cam, surveillance mm. videos of the shoot of the uh, choosing to create chaos in the community and keep the whole truth from coming out. How is it creating chaos? They're trying to get the truth out. But they're just showing bits and pieces of what went on instead of... Oh, not the whole story. Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, you know how sometimes when they're doing 
news stuff. They put bits and pieces together. Yeah. And it looks like this person is, you know, you know. So they basically slant the story. Right. Well, I knew, I mean, I won't say I knew, but I had seen some of the video footage showing and reporting mm-hmm. that they were in that building for almost an hour. Right. When, this, when the shooter was in there. Right. And then they tried to keep all of that on the hush. And I'm like, how are you going to keep that under wraps? I, I don't know. I personally understand is that, you know, when you see these police officers and everything, they are every day walking around with all this uniform and mm-hmm. gear mm-hmm. and everything, and they walk around with the, they got the little thumb, you know, I put a thumb mm-hmm. in a bulletproof vest, mm-hmm. and they were over in the corner talking to women, whether it be a Metropolitan Police or subway police or metro police, you know, and everybody is just so stylish as they stand there with their gun in their hip. But then when it comes time, and I'm talking about all over the world, right? you know, cops just got that macho image right. all over the world. Right. they just bad boys. You go into a club and you see some right. of the brothers that are doing it. But this time I don't blame the officers. I blame the, um, you know, the supervisor, whoever was in charge. Right. But usually they have a protocol. When you have an active shooter, you're supposed to go in just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. talking about the officers themselves. I'm talking about the image they project with the gun on the hip. Oh, okay. But I'm saying that at some point you got to do like the movies. You have, First of all, you got to look at what you got. You got one guy, mm-hmm. 18 years old. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you stand outside as a police officer and you got 18 years experience as a right. police officer, right. then then you need to you need to at that point you listening for sounds. Mhm. Where's he at? Right. What part of the room he's in? Talking to the other guys who got 10, 12, 8 years experience, they look like, "Oh, yeah." Right. Every time you hear a shot, I mean, when you shouldn't wait to every time you're shot, that means somebody's dying. But, but when you hear a shot, he can't hear footprints. Right. So use the shot as a time where you can do some walking or something, and somebody should eventually kick that door. And I mean, we see it on the movies all the time. Yeah. On on you know Chicago PD when the, when they come in and bum rush the house, right. four or five people. I mean, you could you can go in a house and bum rush, but when it comes to bum rushing somebody that's in there killing people. You're not bum rushing. I, I just think that 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 leader, whoever was the guy, who was oh talking, yeah, he, he was, was a scared. he was a punk ass. Yeah, I think he was just scared, and he was scared that some other lives were going to be taken. Sometimes you have to take that chance. These are kids. Yeah. These so what were they? Collateral damage? And they were getting blown to bits. What do you mean? The, the, kids. the officers? No, the kids. No, I'm just saying the officers. I think he was afraid that I make this call, all these officers go in here and they get shot up. It's on me. That's how I felt that he he, he mm. probably was thinking. I'm like, well, that's but, some faulty logic. But but these are kids, right? So you you have to act fast. You know, that's that's my thing. I just that's crazy. But you know, I'm quite sure he's he's going to be out of a job. He's he's on administrative leave right now. The um the guy that was head of it. Yeah, yeah. well that's, 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 a, that's what that's is he? The mayor, the police chief, or what is he? No, he was a police chief, but he's yeah. also a city council member. Yeah. He's also he's he was in leave. charge of the old overall, overall superintendent of, of school school law and whatever. He, he, he just had too much. He just had too much authority, whatever. It was just too much. But we we we're gonna continue to follow the story to see what's gonna happen, see what happens. So it's true. we're gonna go from there. So. 
All right. We're going to keep it moving. Okay. What you got over there, uh, Whitworth? All right. I've got the Supreme Court, in their infinite stupidity, has repealed the New York gun law. They had nothing else to focus on, and they decided to pick this. Exactly. Uh, Despite the majority of Americans who are favoring some kind of gun reform, gun control, something to do to to get the gun situation under control, uh, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court sees things differently. And in another ruling issued today, or this was yesterday, I think it was, uh, is going to have widespread ramifications because um, they overturned a century-old New York concealed carry permit. Uh, and even though there's been over 250 mass shootings in the United States just this year alone, and we're just, what, halfway? We're not even halfway through the year because June is still in progress. Mm-hmm. And there's been 250 mass shootings already this year in this country. But one of the biggest cities uh, in the country, which is uh, New York City, they they have to deal with the prospect of even more guns on the street because the Supreme Court struck down this whole, you know, concealed gun situation. Mm-hmm. So under the standards of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, that was that case, not only do you have to apply for a concealed carry license, but a person has uh, a person has shown proper cause or a specific need to carry a weapon in New York. So the con- the conservative wing of the Supreme Court disagreed with that standing in a 6-3 to three ruling. Mm-hmm. Now that thing has been on the books for a long time, and now they struck it down. And, of course, your boy, Clarence Thomas, Voted, uh, he was one of the people who, one of the justices who wrote an opinion and determined that the test of what is considered proper cause, proper cause, Mm -hmm. violates American Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. So he also claimed that New York law violates the Fourteenth Amendment, which made Second Amendment rights applicable to all states. So, of course, there's still some ambiguity about how the ruling would impact states all over the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Justice John Roberts were the only, uh, uh, said that it would only affect states where gun owners justify issuing a concealed carry permit. So in the dissenting opinion, Justice Stephen Breyer stated that the ruling hampers state actions as they try to curb gun violence. You know, he's saying, look, we're trying to get put the lid on this gun situation, mm-hmm. and y'all are just not only taking the lid off, but throwing the lid way, way across the street somewhere. But, you know, he was in uh, Justice Breyer, Breyer was in the minority in that vote. And in an almost appalling response to Breyer's dissent, Justice Samuel Alito is claiming that the recent rash of gun violence is not adjacent to what the law states uh, that you can pace. Basically, Alito was trying to use the Buffalo shooting as an example to say, even if these gun laws were in place, it wouldn't have stopped the Buffalo situation. So, you know, and people were really upset behind that. Like, wait a minute. 
how are you going to bring up Buffalo and say even if these gun laws were in place, Buffalo still would have happened? Well, of course, if people still own guns, you can't stop a person who legally owns a gun from using it. So, you know, but the point of the gun laws and gun reform is to try to do something about the way that people get a hold of guns, Mm -hmm. like 18-year-olds being able to walk into a gun shop and buy a gun. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Justice Alito apparently didn't see it that way. So, you know, in New York, the mayor is all upset. I mean, the the governor is upset Mm -hmm. because this stuff is happening within their jurisdiction the way this stuff has been rolled back. So explain it to me in black and white. So they overturned the gun laws? So they they, they overturned the, the, the way that you had to go about the concealing mm-hmm. of a gun. They don't have to because, conceal it. Right. Because the Supreme Court said that forcing people to have to justify the need mm-hmm. for having a gun yeah, you had is to put, against yeah. the Second Amendment. You had to put down a legitimate reason why you right had, had why you had to have a secure have, how you why you feel you warranted a concealed um, weapon weapon. But Texas does it all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why why are you messing with New York but you're not messing with Texas? Exactly. Why they pick on New York? And I think they picked on New York because New York just recently passed a state law. That had to do with guns and how to control buying, them. Buying them at 21. Exactly. But you know, you know I tell you what, the whole so thing. So they picked on New York. Let me tell you something. The whole thing behind all that mm-hmm. and what people ain't understanding is that anything in life, not just guns, anything in life that you are trying to get rid of, you're trying to do anything possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had an infestation of mice or rats in my backyard, I'm trying everything. You know what I mean? I'm trying little people. What you? Oh man, I got this thing man where I saw on HSN. They got a little thing man where it goes into a little hole, and then you hear, and I got a thing where you can put that the poison down, or you can spray a little bug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, don't spray that because that's gonna mess up with no kids. Well, don't do that there because that's gonna mess with the dogs. I ain't got no dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes you got to think, what do you have that's stopping you from getting what it is you need? Because if you keep worrying about what what everybody, it's always going to be some naysay people. That even when you spray raid in the house, oh, don't spray raid. Oh, my God, that's going to the environment. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. That can get in your HVAC system and go in your air conditioning system and, mm-hmm. and mess up your, you know. But you got to, all they're saying with gun laws is start something. Change the age from... 18 to 21. Give yeah. a person three more years out of high school before they can go in a store and buy a gun. Because yeah. 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 When the I was people 18, of the country are saying, do something. Because if we keep doing nothing, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. So can we do something to try to slow this kind of stuff down? You know what they need to listen to also is the insurance world, the car insurance world. Why the car insurance world? Because if you ain't 25 years old, Mm-hmm. Not only car insurance world, but the rent a car world too. Oh yeah, rent a car world and the car insurance world. Mm-hmm. If you ain't twenty five years old, you ain't playing that pool. Right. That's right. Or start taxing these people that are buying guns or something. Something you have to do something. But you know, I, I also saw something. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you finished? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw something on the news talking about how they're trying to attack these credit cards because they're purchasing 
the guns and everything through credit cards. Oh, I heard that too. And um, ain't nobody so, saying nothing. Right. So if you don't take the charge, you see what that it is a gun. Um, how are these eighteen, nineteen year old kids getting these cards? Yeah, but you know what? The other That's side of that story, the other side of that story you're talking about, is a lot of gun owners don't have merchant numbers. Right. They 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 did. They don't have merchant to numbers the, to the um to the guns. To show, right. show yep. that they right. you can't go after yep. them. They yep. know it too. Here's the right. deep part about that: mm-hmm. not having a merchant number means that. If you have a complaint about what the gun people did, mm-hmm. the credit card can't really help you. Right. Because they don't have a merchant number to go after them. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to buy this gun. I'm going to spend this this $900. And, I well, if something go wrong, yada, 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 oh, wow. I can't tell the credit card company that, you know. So what, in a nutshell, I'm saying if somebody taps into the credit card into that store's database, mm-hmm. and they find everybody's information, they start charging everybody's credit card, you can't complain to your credit card company about that gun shop getting, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, hacked. Right. Because they don't have no real record of to, to find your stuff, or the back of stuff mm-hmm. is deep. And, is. and gun shops is. are saying, oh, we don't, we don't want a merchant number. Right. I'm like, wow. Well, it they want you to quit. Why don't you just go ahead and scrape the serial number off the damn gun? Why don't you just say cash only and be done with it? Right, but, you know, I I saw a story, and we were going to go off the soapbox, that I forgot what state it was in, but it was a gun shop. And in this state, they passed a law that every gun shop had to have a security camera in there. Mm -hmm. This gun shop said, nope, we don't want that. You know, they closed up and moved to another state. <laughs> okay. They said, "Okay, y'all want cameras? Right. Bye bye. Right, you're not gonna tell us what to do." So we, uh, they said, "Look, there was a big sale then, mm-hmm. like a Macy's Day Parade sale." They probably had a everything must go sale. Yep. Yeah, okay. that you, that's very true. Yeah, get all that stuff. All right, all right, Papa, come on. You got the last one. You know what? This story here is very sad because you know you don't know. I don't know. All of them is saying that there's no particular reason given or whatever. And you remember the situation with the what is it, CTE, you know, mm-hmm. with the brain situation and all. And, and I'm not even going to elaborate on that because nobody knows. I mean, we can only be thankful for the life they lived and everything. But uh, recently, over the past few months, weeks, days, there's been a lot of people that are NFL professionals that have passed away. And these people are very young. And then most of them are saying no reason given. And these are people we knew and things like that, people with a full life, people had life ahead of them. Uh, these are recent NFL tragedies in 2022 alone. Okay, in June 2022, the Baltimore Ravens confirmed that a gentleman named Ferguson, he passed away at the age of 26 years old. Wow. Okay. We are profoundly saddened by the passing of Jason Ferguson. A statement from the team read that uh, he was a kind, respectful young man with a big heart and a big smile and an infectious personality. We express our heartfelt condolences to Jason's family and friends as we mourn the life loss much too soon. Now, this was Jason Ferguson, Baltimore Ravens, okay? Now, the Louisiana native. 
who was drafted back in 2019, okay, 19, 2021-2022, drafted three years ago, reportedly found unresponsive and pronounced dead with no signs of trauma or foul play, according to ESPN. Wow. Okay, authorities responded to a call in northern Baltimore, and no official cause of death have been, been announced yet. All right, 19, three years, still in the league, mm-hmm. just thrown to by uh, Action Jackson, mm-hmm. quarterback, you know, still on the roster. All right, uh, Jeff Glad- Gladney. He's passing also shock sports uh, supporters when he died, but this was in a car crash at the age of 25. Wow. All right, the Texan native who was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings in 2020, mm-hmm. two years ago. All right, Texan native. He'd been drafted by the Minnesota Vikings back in 2020. He was a victim of a fatal accident in Dallas, car accident. The Dallas County Sheriff's Office launched an investigation into the cause of death after the vehicle was reported speeding and lost control. So he did have a reason for his death. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. This other gentleman, his nickname was the Goose, Tony Saragusa, former Baltimore Ravens. He was part of the 2000 uh, championship that they had, 2000 with uh, Shannon Sharp, your boy, mm-hmm. and uh, Ray. In fact, Ray Lewis was a rookie that year. Right. That was his first year in the, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Former Baltimore Raven defensive tackle. He died in June of uh, 2002. I think it was last week or yesterday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the age of 55, his cause of death was not released and revealed at all. That's the thing that's got one line on him. This guy here, Marion Barber. Marion Barber was a running back for the Dallas Cowboys and a couple other teams. Very well-known dude. Marion mm-hmm. Barber III. He used to come in when uh, the other boy wasn't doing too well. Um uh, the boy, what's his name? The Chia Pet with all the hair. Oh, gosh. I don't remember his name. Anyway. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's he a backup, like a backup running pet. back. Anyway, former NFL player. He was found dead in June of 2020, just a couple weeks ago. Barber, Marion Barber, who was running back, who passed away at the age of 38. He wasn't playing anymore, but he was discovered in his apartment doing a welfare check. Jeez. His cause of death is currently unknown. Wow. Ahead of his death, the Minnesota native played for his home state uh, mm. uh, college team, Golden Gallopers and the Dallas Cowboys, like I said. Mm. All right. were all in June? Uh, pretty much, yeah, so far, yeah. Ah. Now, this is in April of 2020. The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, you remember Dwayne Hawkins? Oh, he yeah. died at 24 years old. He was after he was struck by a vehicle while crossing the intersection yeah, in South Florida. He was drunk. pronounced dead on the scene. They said he had had a few drinks. Yeah, his his, his alcohol level was up. Said he ran out of gas as well. Mm-mm-mm. And that was just an ironic situation. I don't, you know, oh, feeling funny. indispensable when you you know when you're on a uh, Shane Oliver. This guy was a formal uh, San Diego Charger. Uh, player. He died March of 2020 at the age of 40. Mm. Former player. Mm. All right. Three months later, E! News reported that the New York native died from uh, a hypertensive uh, heart disease. Wow. All right. But the contributing cause of death was uh, contributed to uh, obesity. 
Oh, he was a big dude. Yeah, while playing in the NFL, uh, Shannon Oliver developed an addiction to painkillers. Wow. Checking into a rehab back in 2008, he later said that he took 125 Vicodin tablets per day. Jeez, what? At the height of his addiction. Shoot. He estimated that he spent nearly, that in his career, they said he spent at least $580,000 on painkillers alone. Jeez, good gracious. So that is what's that happening. That man must have been in constant 24-7 pain. Sometimes it's just a mind thing after a while. It's an addiction. You can't, you know, you think you're in pain, but you're really not. It's just, i got to have it. You know, you get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. I think you're right. Yeah. Sometimes it's in your head. Because yeah. you had pain, and then it's the fear that, Oh, the pain is going to come back. Let me take this so I can make sure I don't feel it. That is so unfortunate. And that was just in a matter of a couple of months. That's a lot. What is happening? Yep, that's a lot. Wow. No telling. People better realize that you are not invincible. Yep, for sure. I know. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we. Take a little commercial break? Yeah, we're going to take a little musical break. It'll be a shorty. And then we're coming back on the other side of the break with uh, the cocktail of the week. We sure going to need one. Welcome back from Pajama Party here. Morning goes Papa Didi. Here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's that time for the thirsty folks. It's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week. <laughs> what you got for us, Kettle? Uh, this is called the Ocean Breeze Punch. Ooh, going to the island. Well, this is summertime. I'll not get it in. Mm-hmm. All right. We got 1.5 ounce of one point five cups of Smirnoff number twenty one vodka. Ooh. One point five um uh, ounces cups of uh, the blue Caraco. Two cups of lemonade and a lemon wheel. So we're gonna combine the Smirnoff, the blue Caraca and the lemonade into a large punch bowl filled with ice. Stir well and garnish with the lemon wheel. And that is the ocean breeze punch. Oh. Okay, so it's lemonade, vodka, blue caraca, caraca, caraca. Okay, <laughs> and then the um, lemon wheels are put on top. Okay, right. that yeah. sounds like an easy punch. Mhm. And yeah. it makes a whole punch bowl. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like a good summertime party drink. Mhm. For sure. All right. Well, cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. And Kevin, thank you so much. 
All right, Papa Didi, it's over to you. You know the question. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Mm. Off the top of my head, so many things. <laughs> but, uh, what you gonna give us tonight? Last week I broke it down on the customer service level. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Now, um, this week, let's break it down to people that are just hard-headed when it comes to just learning simple shit. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I don't know. I'm a man of a certain age. You know, I'll remain ageless like I'm remaining faceless mm-hmm. behind this microphone. But I just can't understand for the life of me how, and if this is you, don't get mad at me. <laughs> you know, I just can't understand for the life of me how some people of a certain age just kind of feel like they just don't want to play the game. And when I say the game, I mean the, the little game. Not the heavy game or the strong game, but the little game. You know, because knowledge is always, you know, knowledge is bliss. You know, we got to learn some aspect, and you ain't got to be no Jeopardy champion. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to certain things in life, you just got to get in the game, you know. Let's talk about cell phones, okay? We ain't going to make it no heavier than that. Now. Cell phone is an entity that came into the world, came in, been in been in the world, been in the world. I mean, I'm not even gonna tell my age on how far I go back with cell phones, but I used to work at a couple electronic stores, uh, one called Circus City years ago. I ain't gonna say what year. <clears throat> and up north, they had a Jewish-owned store called uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz. I used to work at Silos also. S-I-L-O was another electronic store years ago, but they cell phones were not when they were open. But nobody beats the Wiz and Circuit City when they first got started. I worked at both those stores. In fact, they were across street from each other. I was moonlighting in both of them joints. I was a bad joker when I was younger. Anyway, they used to have Panasonic phones in a bag. Panasonic was out there big time. Panasonic, JVC. These are companies that was out years and years ago. I ain't going to put the year out there. But Panasonic had their phone in a bag, and people had phones in their cars and things like that. And they existed. But the world is progressing now where now it's smaller, it's whatever, whatever, whatever. We got through the flip phones time. We got through the beeper time and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But now we're at an age now where you got to step up your game. And when I step up your game, when I say step up your game, I have had tons and tons of phones. That ain't bragging. I was just a player like that. Two of them, one for business, one for pleasure. That's just how it worked. But what we look look at nowadays or need to look at now, and I'm going to put out this straight knowledge. When you buy a phone today, you can get all the fancy stuff you need, but the number one thing you need in your phone is hard drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. which means how much shit you can store without it popping at the seams like a tight pair of pants, okay? Now, phones big time when they started out, and, and they still got them on the market. 32 gigs was the max for everything. They even had them at 16. I got some phones that had 8 gigs, and they were big time doing it. It's like a Note 2, you know, Note 3, 
16 gigs. They thought they was shit back then with 16 gigs. <laughs> then they jumped into 32 gigs, and 32 kind of went across the board like a 32-inch TV. Okay? But then 64 came along. That was the I, that was the, I, the I, I, uh, Apple people. When they had them little iPads, that was their number, 64. iPad 64. 64, 64. But the problem with iPads is that you couldn't increase them. They didn't come with a chip. You know, the, the, the SD card you can put in your phone to give you more more stuff on top of your stuff. I mean, now, if you got a 32-gig phone and you got a 64-gig little SD card, that's cool. Because you add 32 and 64, now you got more. But you got to keep transferring it over. Or tell your phone to send it to the SD card. But nowadays when you buy a phone, the minimum you should buy a phone gig-wise is 128 gigs. Because that's all the shit we got today. Okay? That's how much shit we got in all four pockets. I'm talking about front pockets and back pockets. And even stuff down in your goddamn bra. Okay? When you empty out all your pockets in the damn bra, shit, that's at least 128 gigs. Now, you want to be a big-time baller when you get a phone, get you a 256. They do exist. A little expensive, but see, it's going to fuck up the person you go buy the phone from because you say, oh, okay, they're going to sell you everything about the phone. Oh, it's got a nice camera. The screen is six inches. It's got a camera. It erases shit. Oh, you get a picture you don't like, it erases. Well, it's a digital fucking picture, so I can't erase it any fucking way. How you tell me to do some shit that I already know what to do? Anyway, so when you go in a store, don't let nobody sell you the bullshit you already know. But they should tell you is what the phone is worth. How much memory. Just like your computer. Your phone has the same shit your your computer has in it. It has gigs and it has, what's the other joint? Memory. Mm-hmm. Memory and gigs. Memory means how far can you think back to shit. <laughs> what is the memory in a computer and a, and a laptop and a memory in a phone? It's like the memory in your head. It means, do you have enough memory in your fucking head to remember who your third grade teacher was in school? If you can't remember your third grade name teacher, then you need more fucking memory in your head. If you pull up your computer and you can't pull up some shit, that means you ain't got enough memory. Remember, memory ain't got nothing to do with hard drive. Hard drive is space. Memory is how fast I can get to the space. And and, and, and when you got this shit called the Pentium processor... Process is how fast that shit is processed. So it's bing, bang, boom. All right? Space, how fast I can get there, and how good is process. That's the shit you need. Now, the process may not be in a phone like that because they're all the same. But just to cut my shit off and get off my soapbox, if you buy a phone nowadays, take my advice. Take my advice. 256 if you want to be a real baller and get your, you know, if you got you into whatever you're into, you could be into it like hell. You like titty shots, you can have a million fucking titty shots with 256. 128, if you want to be a player and you want to hang in there and still got space to spare after you done fucked up some shit, 128. 64, if you are casual and you chilling and you're respectful, don't fuck with 32. And remember, it all goes in number sequence. 32, 64, 128. 256. All these numbers add up to each other. 8 and 8 is 16. 16 and 16 mm-hmm. is 32. 32 and 32 is 64. 62 and 64 is 128. 128 and 126 256. 256 is 512. 512 512 is 1 terabyte. 
Okay? That's how they add up the shit. In simple fucking math. I'm out. That's it. Boom. Okay. Lesson for the night. Okay. How about that? They are double. Ooh, wee. Well, that was something to think about. Yeah. Okay. I'm your green grocer, and that's your vegetable tip for the day. <laughs> All righty. Well, we are. I think we lit it up already. Yeah. That was an electronic. Oh Lord. Oh, <laughs> we are doing weird news right now, I guess. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. Come on. Oh, okay. I'm first. Yes, you are. All right. I've got a crazy one for you. This woman, who's uh, the only name they're given because they're keeping her anonymous, and you'll know why, we're just calling her N.A., so I'll just call her Na. This woman, Na, who's only 22 years old, is suing her ex, who claimed to be a neurologist that graduated from New York. The couple first met on a dating app with her husband, in quotes, claiming to be uh, someone by the name of Anaf from Jambai City in Indonesia. They quickly struck up a relationship online and eventually met in person for dates. Anaf uh, even stayed with Na for a week and helped her take care of her unwell parents. Well, four months into their marriage, Na's family got suspicious of their daughter's new husband. Anaf never introduced his family uh, to anybody and often had an empty schedule despite claiming that he was a very successful doctor because they just thought this doesn't make sense. You're such a successful doctor. How are you always so available hanging out and doing stuff? So anyway, uh, they also noticed that Anaf never took off his clothes and would even bathe with clothes on when other people were around and in the house. So when Na confronted her husband, over the lumps on his chest, Anaf said, oh, that's a hormonal problem. And it wasn't until Na's mother demanded that Anaf strip down to nothing but a bald naked and prove that you are really a man. Mm. And that's when Anaf had to reveal that he was a she. And his actual name was not Anaf, it was Ariana, and that he had lied about everything including the job, being a doctor from New York and all of that, oh and being a man. He, she lied about everything. So Nas said that they had even been intimate multiple times, but that her husband had insisted on using hands only every time they were intimate, and Nas never suspected a thing. Now, remember, she's only 22. I assume 22 and inexperienced. So she didn't suspect anything. So now Ariana is facing charges for falsifying her qualifications as a doctor, but not for claiming to be a different gender. Wow. The two had been married for 10 months, and like I said, now, you know, she's facing charges for lying about being a doctor, but now never suspected a thing. She thought she had married a man. Wow. Go figure. Mm-mm. And it wasn't until her mama said, something ain't right. Right. I need you to strip down to everything and yeah, let me look at your talking. whole natural that, body. That, that was a, uh, uh, he or she was a Juana man. <laughs> yes. In that movie. Yes. yes. 
Mama exposed that thing. Wow. Mama said something ain't right. It must have been inexperienced or just naive, you know, 22. I guess. Mama told her daughter's so-called husband, I'm going to need you to strip. I need to see your body because something ain't right. Wow. And that's when the jig was up. That's my weird news. Now, where was that? Indonesia. Okay. All right. All right. Um, mine is a Florida team hauls an 18-foot, 215-pound Burmese python. It's in Naples, Florida, of course. A team of biologists recently hauled in the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. The female python weighed 215 pounds, nearly 18 feet, had 122 developing eggs. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. That's a lot of baby snakes. That's what the Conservatory of Southwest Florida uh, released. The team used radio transmitters transplanted in male snakes to study python movement, breeding behaviors, and habit use. Um, Wildlife biologist and environmental science project manager for the conservatory uh, program. Hmm. The team used a scout uh, snake named Dion. Oh, in an area of the western um, Everglades. He goes on to say, we know he was there for a reason, and the team found him with the largest female he had uh, seen to date. Mm. Uh, biologist uh, intern Cal Fidley and another biologist, Ian, helped capture the female snake and haul it through the woods to the field truck. Mm. Probably heavy. Wow. How much did you say that thing weighs? 215 feet. Good, great. 18 feet long. Uh, National Geographic documented the discovery, highlighting uh, the continued impact of the invasive pythons, um, which are known for rapid reproduction and depletion of surrounding native wildlife. Mm. Well, they need to eat some wildlife, but they have babies like crazy. Good gracious. How many eggs? 122. Developing eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh, I can't stand snakes. Oh no. Give me the give me the willies. Heebie jeebies. Yeah, heebie jeebies and the willies. Stay away from Naples, Florida. Mm. All right. Okay. Papa Didi, what's your weird news? This is crazy crap here. <laughs> That's why it's weird news. Aren't they all? <laughs> no. The Amazon executives uh, could could soon mimic voices of dead relatives. Now, I mean, I'll explain where they get it from, but uh, this is how the the capacity unveiled at the Amazon, what they called their their Mars conference in Vegas. It's amazing how people, just to put a little footnote on this, Mm -hmm. people have a conference to discuss something that they deem serious. But they go to Vegas to do it. <laughs> so how fucking serious can you be? Yes, they want to party up. When yeah. you got lights, camera, action, mm-hmm. whores, street walkers, dick slingers, everything else. Is that what is in, in this article? No, I'm just... I'm, <laughs> Party. I'm preempting the environment. Oh, okay, I'm preempting the environment that all this went down in because uh, we are yeah. so serious to talk about and this. And I'm saying it's all about the after party. Okay. To talk about this, yeah. and, uh, and you know, we have to understand 
Uh, uh, uh. When you go there, do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they're going to mimic people's voice. Now, in order to do this, you know, you probably have to have it. I mean, some people may find it helpful because you can have your mother's voice on the answer machine or something like that. Right. So you have to reveal it. The voice has to be heard right. by, you know, Amazon can pick up your voice and all that jazz, you know, mm-hmm. which is nothing new. It's nothing new and nothing fancy. Right. This guy put the voice out there. Right. Anyway, this guy's name is Ra- Roshan Pashi, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Um, he's a senior vice president and head scientist. So we know he's a fucking nut. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Okay. Okay, because he's he's uh he's mixing doo doo with pee pee and calling it sloppy Joe. Oh, oh boy. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay. That's a mess. He said at the event Wednesday that the desire behind the feature was to build greater trust in the interaction user having Alexis by putting more humane attributes and empathy and effect on our customers. Mm-hmm. These attributes have become more and more important during the ongoing pandemic. When people have died, all of a sudden, people we loved and we couldn't cherish them when they died, so we have their voice, like I said, on the answer machine or something like that. We can mimic them on Amazon. All right. In a video played by Amazon at the event, a young child asked Alexa, can Grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? Okay, so Alexa then acknowledges the request and switches to another voice mimicking the child's grandmother. Mm -hmm. So now you can use the grandmom's voice to mimic whatever they're going to do. So once the voice is in the system, they can use the voice to just say, you know, whatever they're reading, Mm -hmm. whether it be the Star Spangled Banner, Declaration of Independence, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, the voice assistant then continues to read the book in the same voice as long as the book chapter is being read, whatever you want them to do. Mm-hmm. The technology has has exciting potential in education, abilities, and entertainment, for that matter. And, and, and yet, it is also easy to imagine how you could be used to inappropriately impersonalize uh, the speaker effect of the listener. Some people are totally against this because it could be very haunting and very, you know, Mm-hmm. Deceiving, so they say it's a fifty-fifty matter right now. But the um, Amazon company is saying they're giving it further thought, and you know they're running through the ethics committee to see how it is. At, oh, at, now they're concerned ethics. about the ethics. <laughs> you know, after you go and create the technology, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's going through first, ethics. Yeah, yeah ethics are saying, wait a minute, hold on, these yeah. motherfuckers are dead. Is that even legal, or you know? What the hell? Unreal. Yeah. So there you go. Unreal. So. I'm That's not sure how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Well, they said it's 50-50 right now. People on the fence with it. Some people say, oh, yeah, my grandma's cool. Oh, no, no, no my grandma's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. It's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. You know, as much as I miss my loved ones, so. the fact that they're not really saying that, that it's a computer simulating their voice, is kind of creepy. You may want to hear them say, hi, baby, how you doing? But you don't want to hear them read you a fucking... Yeah, you gonna read me a book or mm-hmm. you don't want to continue to hear their voice. That yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing if you still had their voice on an old answering machine or something yeah, that was really them. Mm-hmm. But to simulate their voice to read me, you know, Red Riding Hood or something. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm gonna pass on that. 
Well, there you go. Amazon. Okay. Amazon, obviously, we're going to put them on a kiss list, because they obviously don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, put put them on the kiss it list. Ordering them to the creepy. Do we have to put them on the kiss list? Because I think that's something wrong with I did, too. <laughs> and some more stuff coming. But that's still creepy. <laughs> so we're going to take a little CZ. All right, here we go. Now, we ain't going to talk about the internal stuff now. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm just saying. If, uh, I'm, boycotting, <laughs> if I'm boycotting Popeyes, uh, I don't give a damn about your chicken sandwich uh, uh, or, or, uh, uh, or, or your chicken nuggets. I'm just saying, though, that that's still kind of messed up. But all right, we're going to take a quick little music break for about, what, 20, 30 seconds? And then we're coming back on the other side with, I'm just saying. All right, welcome back. This is John Party One. He was Papa D. And here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Red Wine. Take it away with uh, I'm Just Saying. Okay. You know what? Tonight, I want to talk about those jewel-flavored, uh, what do you call those things? Cigarettes. Yeah, the jewel-flavored. Are they cigarettes or cartridges? Cigarettes. What do they call them? E-something. Yeah. yeah. Cigarettes. Yeah, whatever they are. So, tonight... I'm just saying goodbye, Jewel. Bye. Bye, Jewel. Bye. <laughs> so the Food and Drug Administration on yesterday has banned the sale of Jewel Labs vaping products in the U.S., citing insufficient and conflicting data. The decision was part of the agency's broader review of the vaping industry, which comes as a blow to the Jewel Company because they're a $2 billion industry. I mean, they're making money on top of money. And they've been scrutinized over concerns that they've been marketing to the youth. Now, they swear up and down they're not, but look at what you sell. You got what? Cherry this, tutti fruity that, all these little kitty fruity flavors, flavors that would really only appeal to kids. Most adults do not want to, you know, have flavors that taste like bubble yum, bubble gum, and all that kind of crap. So who are you fooling? So now FDA said, we're going to shut you down. 
you out of here. Good riddance to you. Now, the FDA said that any retailers who have any questions, you know, just holler at us. It's like, you don't understand. You confused holler. Because that stuff's got to go. The agency said that, the agency being an FDA, said they cannot enforce individual consumption or possession of the e-cigarettes and the pods, but all they're doing is denying any orders uh, that apply to commercial distribution and retail sales. They're basically saying what you're not going to do is keep selling this crap. We're shutting it down. Now, of course, all of the uh, anti-vaping advocates, myself being one, are applauding FDA's decision since Juul, more than any other product, has been the most responsible for creating and fueling the youth e-cigarette epidemic. And we saw all the damage that was done. Kids have ended up in the hospital. Some of them have died. They got messed up lungs. They got all kind of health conditions and stuff from the youngins that like those flavors. Because that's what was attracted them. It wasn't the e-cigarettes, because e-cigarettes had been out. It was when those little juicy flavored, kitty flavors came out that Jewel was pushing that the kids started going, oh, this is for us. And then they had commercials that were obviously slanted to the youngins. And Jewel swore up and down. They stood in front of Congress and said, oh, we're not targeting the kids. These are just flavors. They're available to everybody. Well, heck, everything's available to everybody. But you don't see grown adults buying bubble yum and uh, what's those things, that candy that fizzes in your mouth and pops and all that crap. You don't see adults buying that. It's on the market for everybody, but that stuff appeals to kids. Dude, who you think you're fooling? And there's two young guys that run that company. So y'all are in touch with what the youngins like? Give me a break. You ain't bullcrapping nobody but yourself. FDA said, you know what, we finally got you by the short and curly. You're out of here. Shut that bull crap down. So I'm happy that they're going to get rid of it. But, of course, you got all of the, I call them the haters, the vaping advocates, <laughs> the haters. They're denouncing FDA's efforts to regulate the industry. And there's still some products on the market that are still there. But all FDA is saying is that kill that fruity crap because that's what the kids are attracted to. Kill the fruity crap. We're not saying you can't have your e-cigarettes and you can have some flavors. Like if you want mint, you want, you know, I don't know, whatever other flavors. But all that little fruity stuff that the kids are drawn to, that's what's got to go. They're going to pull the plug. They have pulled the plug on all that. So... I'm just saying, you know, too bad, Jewel. You had a good run. You've damaged enough youngins. Now your time is over. Go somewhere and sit your monkey ass down. This is red wide, and I'm just saying, bye, Jewel. <laughs> bye. bye, Felicia. Bye, Jewel. Bye, Jewel. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get on out of here. All right. Oh, I'm done. I heard that. Over to you, Papa Didi. Not by Jewel. By Jewel. Get your fruit-flavored beep and beep out of here. 
All right, Papa Didi. Oh. Living for the city. All right, I'm, I'm going to play on that. Because What's happening? Uh-uh. I'm just trying to understand how in life we can be more on one thing and not on the other. Right. You know, the same with families. You know, some people in the family get a pass, and some people they crap on. Mm-hmm. Okay? I got firsthand experience on that one. <laughs> okay? I don't understand how some people get a pass. Now, we talking about Jew out of here, all the out of here, but, you know, uh, Newport ain't out of here. No. Oh, All right. Marlboro ain't out of here. Uh-uh. Cools ain't out of here. Uh-uh. And, man, have you seen all of the crazy brands that are on the shelf now? Victor and Sorrento. They name after European countries and shit. Uh-huh. You know, Pasadoli on Cola. I mean, people <laughs> just buying it, you know. Some people smoking all kind of anything. And, you know, Pell is still there, or Paul Mall, however you wow. pronounce it. Wow. Camel's still there. Um, Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Okay. <laughs> the cowboy? Oh, no, Marlboro was a cowboy. Yeah, a cowboy. Yeah, I just remember that clap in that commercial. But I'm just saying everybody had had not only strong commercials, but it, it, it killed, as you see, cigarette. They did tell them to kill the commercials. You don't see no cigarette commercials on TV no more because they make enough money without advertising. Oh, sure. Okay. It's word of mouth. It's how much that uh, nicotine gets up in your system is what holds you and holds your family because secondhand smoke and everything else is all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not knocking the fact that Jewel thing because a lot of young people picking up because it's fashionable and it's very flavorful. Mm -hmm. And and you know what's so interesting about Jewel's would freak me out is when I first experienced it, I experienced it from a coworker about at least 10, 15 years ago. This joker had a mini USB mm-hmm. and plugged that monkey in the wall. Mm-hmm. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. What are you doing Oh, charging it. Charging it, which means now you give it power to to to, to do whatever. You can inhale it, take it. It's, it's, I guess the thing played music and did whatever. That <laughs> <laughs> USB, yeah, it could. Oh no! But he charged up the jewel, mm-hmm. and it stuck on this other thing. <laughs> and now it just was. You might as well play the fucking song, <laughs> flute, whatever it was, you know. But oh, but you know, but the whole jewel thing was cool, but. It just seemed as things like gun laws and, and, and regular cigarettes, Philip Mars, and, you know, all that stuff is still very prominent. It just goes to show you how the, uh, what do you call it out there, the people, the lobbyists, mm-hmm. how they're so positive toward things that they know that we take as. And nowadays, I tell you, which is so ironic, when I see people smoking a cigarette, I just don't see how. You know, it's just been so proven. And I look at people like stars, like, uh, what's the boy's name, the comedian? Mm. What's his name? White uh, guy. Black. No, black. Always smoking. Black comedian. Oh, always smoking. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. So, I had to think, who always has a cigarette? God bless his soul. My brother, he's funny. He's all over the place. He's educated and all that jazz. But you know what? The one thing I don't want to see in people is when people literally allow themselves to let history repeat themselves through them. If we look at back at Dave Chappelle and the way he smokes, let's look back at the way how Nat King Cole smoked. Mm-hmm. 
or how. Well, that was an era of smoking in the fifties. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, but it's still that nicotine, and the nicotine now is stronger. Mm-hmm. It's like weed is stronger. Mm-hmm. I ride down the street and I smell weed. I don't even see where it's coming from. I don't even see people walking the street. I said, did that come out of somebody's chimney? <laughs> where did that come from? Have you ever literally been on a highway and smelled weed? I have. You're going 60 miles an hour. You just happen to have your windows cracked, and you're going 60 miles an hour, and you smell weed. I'm like, wait a minute. Where did it come from? I don't see people. I don't see feet, sneakers. That's Nothing. Like, but anyway, wrong. let me let me get back to what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. The main thing I'm saying here is that when I look at people like, and I'm not picking on Chappelle, don't get me wrong, he's a great man, God bless him. If he has that in perspective, he's a grown man, I ain't telling him what to do. But two people that I saw in my life that smoked all the time, like I see Chappelle with cigarettes all the time, and if you've got that, that habit, then you should try to, I would put down the cigarette and smoke weed. But two people I've seen in my life that smoke like crazy was Nat King Cole and a guy named Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart had a cigarette every time you saw him. And Nat King Cole, you know, mm-hmm. Mona Lisa, great brother, good-looking brother, stylish brother, you know, had all the stuff you need when it comes to civil rights and everything fighting for his rights to perform. He had a TV show canceled because he couldn't get no, you know, yeah. no sponsorship. But, but you know, they and that's how they went down, with the lung cancer on the back end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. Especially Humphrey Bogart. I mean, I'll give it to Nat King Cole, but Humphrey Bogart? That man was blowing smoke rings like crazy. And look at and this, I, George Burns. He was 100 years old, still smoking a big-ass pipe. Yeah. Was it pipe or cigar? Cigar, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing him with that cigar. But both of you, with cigar, you don't inhale. I suppose so you're not well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. He had that thing for him. Yeah. You only learned that don't inhale stuff from Bill Clinton. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right, but, yeah, I just want to close out with that to say that, you know, if we're going to stop stuff or curb stuff, let's curb the gun laws as well as the cigarette laws and everything. Let's not just jump on Jewel, jump on everybody a little bit. You know, we're afraid of some people. Let everybody get away with a pass, but like I said, it's like family members. Some family members get crapped on and some of them get a pass, but you ain't heard that from me. Right. Thank you, Papa Didi. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. We're going for another music break. Yep. All right. Let's go back in the vault and get some uh, Aretha Franklin. Mm Mm-mm. Natural woman. Come on, Aretha.
All right, welcome back to John Party One. Who's Papa DJ? I'm here with the kettle. Hello. And red wine. We hate to Bunch cut. Why, uh, darling? That's the great Rufus Franklin song. We hate to cut it, but uh, red wine is running stuff, and she's not that emotional. <laughs> it's just cold blood. Oh, whatever. The witch. The show must go on. Anyway, we're gonna take it. To, wait, we're going to Hollywood now. Yeah, we're going to Hollywood. Hollywood. All right, three three thousand miles. Oh, Cross country. <clears throat> take it. Let's go. Let's go. You ready? Yeah. Hit it. Hollywood. Ba, 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 Hollywood. Let's go to Hollywood. All What's right. happening out there? Kettle, well, the 75-year-old actor, Sylvester Stallone. He's 75? Yep, was finally playing a mob boss in a new series called Better Late Than Never. Okay. Oh, Interesting. Nice. mugging everyone. <laughs> you know, he's Rocky, uh, Rambo, he was everybody, but now he can play a, a mobster now, so, yep, that should be interesting, interesting show. I might have check it out. I like Sylvester Stallone. I haven't seen him in, in, in a bit. He also has a few other projects. He's going to be on the uh, new series called Yellowstone, Cowboy Movie, and also he, um, uh, his family's doing a, a reality show as well. Oh uh, he has three daughters, so it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. The BET Awards is coming up this Sunday mm-hmm. and hosted by Taraji P. Henson. Hey, uh-huh. I, I girl Regina Hall hosted it a couple of years ago, so I guess Taraji, is, she's passing the ring to Taraji. So they're going to have acts like Lizzo, Chloe Bailey. She's up for like four uh, nominations. Um Lizzo, I hope she performs. Uh, um, it'll be pretty exciting. Um, Babyface, Chance the Rapper, I haven't seen him in a while. Ella May, uh, Dave, uh, Giveon, that's my boy, I like him. Um, Kirk Franklin, they got Kirk Franklin out the woodworks, huh? Hmm. Should be interesting. Mm. Your boy! <laughs> Like I said, uh, hosted by um, Taraji P. Henson. So it should be pretty good. That's this Sunday on BET. Um, this past Juneteenth, it was a big celebration. Uh, Chaka Khan, Khalid, Billy Porter, and more, they celebrated Juneteenth at the Hollywood Bowl. All right. You know Billy Porter, he got it in. Also, EWF was there. Um, singing 12th of... Of never in twenty first uh, night of September. You you know those songs, don't you, Papa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you do. Uh-huh. Um, they brought back the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Boy, they they got it in. So I would love to see Billy Porter perform. I, he he gets it. I see him on TV, but to see him in person would be great. Um, also, Ludacris and Martin Lawrence among the black icons to receive stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm. All right. Black history has been made yet again as more black icons will be recognized for their contributions within the entertainment industry and immortalized with their very own star. All right, now. That's what's up. It's about daggone time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, let me see. Martin Lawrence, Ludacris, Sheila E., uh, Charlie Wilson, Lenny Kravitz, uh, mm. Garrett Morris. 
Alright. It's about time. He's, he's been doing movies and things for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Garrett Martin should have been there. He sure should have. Yeah. Martin Lawrence should have been there too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Will got his, but, you know, it was time ago. I'm happy for Garrett Morris. Finally. Yeah. Also, um, the two lovers are in the news, aren't they always? Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Hi. Ben Affleck has a new movie called uh, Deep Water. Um, <laughs> this uh, movie was to come out in 2019. And and then they scheduled it for 2020 as well. It's, it's a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime subject in the disappearance of her lover. Okay. That sounds like a serious thriller. Don't sound like something on Lifetime, but okay. Mm-hmm. It's directed by the uh, provocative 80s thriller Fatal Attraction, uh, Adrian Lynn. So she's directed it, so mm. probably a spinoff. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And last but not least, Stacey Dash is back in the news. Um, she was on a particular list that I had compiled of a black list, but apparently she has gotten some uh, play uh, uh, back on a reality TV show. Oh, Lord. Um, the Clueless star is taking part in the BET uh, Plus reality series called College Hill Celebrity Edition, where she and seven other celebrities will live together and attend Texas Southern University. The group also oh. comprises of, wait, wait, Nene Leakes, oh Ray J, oh wait till I tell you this one, Lamar Odom, oh, oh my Lord. gosh, uh, Big Frida, Big uh, Frida from down in New Orleans, I guess so, Dream Doll, India Love, and Slim Thug, I guess they had to put some, some I don't know, rappers in there or something, mm. It's going to premiere on a uh, eight-episode series premiering June 27th on BET+. Big Frida is a New Orleans, like, native superstar. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to go over uh, this blacklist um, of these stars. Uh, she was on this list, but apparently she's getting some play. Okay. Um, these are people that uh, they say they can't really get work in Hollywood. Monique, we know why. Um, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, um, the guy that did the Mummy series and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said somebody, some guy said that he did something to him. So I was like, okay. Uh-oh. Uh, Shiloh LeBouf. Oh, LeBouf, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's crazy. Yeah, we know that. Um, Isaiah Washington, we know he's crazy. Oh, but, you know, he went through but that thing with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. He, he's doing some independent films, but as far as big, big in Hollywood, uh, he messed up his career with Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of blackballed him. Um, I was surprised at this one. CeeLo Green? Um, I'm not surprised. He's another nut. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. We know this one is Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in a while. Now, he must no, be I haven't seen him. an off-script nut, but he's very good. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Come um, to think of it, I haven't seen him in anything yeah. lately. Uh, Catherine Heigl. Remember, she did the Great oh. Anatomy. I think well, she, she's the one that talked so bad about uh, the show. Okay. She made some comment. I can't remember now. It was on Grey's Anatomy. Right. 
it was some negative comment that she made, and after that, okay, you don't see her anywhere. Certain people you just can't talk about. You know, yeah. Miss Daniels, Oprah, Tyler Perry, I mean, as we see with Monique. Mm-hmm. And last Shonda Rhimes. You see what I'm saying? Last but not least, Mel Gibson. I haven't seen him in ages. Well, I think he got messed up over that anti-Jewish comment that he made some time back. Well, that too, and plus he um, had a, a big episode with his girlfriend. Yeah, I was going to say, and then yeah. the yelling obscenities and yeah. the phone and threatening right. to kill her and all, so, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But you know what? Mel Gibson has made more than enough money. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, and more than enough movies. I think he's fine. So. The man is talented, but. Right. He's a very, he's but, a very good actor. Right, but one person, they I'm, I'm going to leave this, I'm, I'm going to let this go, but one person I think they were trying to blackball was Johnny Depp. He mm-hmm. said, oh, no, I'm going to get my name back and everything else. Yeah. And now he's he's gonna be the party most thought out actor now. Mm-hmm. And old girl is trying to do a tell all book and I'm like, Girl, don't nobody wanna read it. No, don't nobody cares. But you know what? Now she is pissing me off because she's riding off of him. Yes. And uh it's nothing that you could have really done too much to tarnish his reputation. People know he was out there because that was his, his persona. Right. Everybody knew yeah. Johnny was a freak. Yeah. So. You know, like, you married the freak. How you didn't know? Right. <laughs> so we either shut up and let it go, or you go and get your you car. You got to roll with it, right. or leave it alone. Right. But don't try to act all brand new. Yeah. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Papa, who's on this uh, kisser list? Oh. Yeah. Let's see okay. who else we got. We got um, Herschel Walker. 
<laughs> you still acting a fool? Of course he is. Oh. This time, this week, <laughs> in the latest installment of Herschel Walker acting a fool, uh-huh. Herschel Walker's on the kiss it list for saying that his multiple personality condition oh, is God. not a disorder because Jesus had it too. Jesus Christ. I'm like, boy. Keep me on the wheel. And also, he got busted on uh, another comment somewhere he was speaking, and he said there were 52 states. Yeah, Herschel. Okay. I'm like, Herschel, you just need to really stop talking. He's, who do he sound like? And potato head. He sounds oh, like uh, Sarah Palin. Yeah, just to see no, Sarah Palin. And the guy, too, that, that was the vice president for George Bush Sr. Uh, what was his name? Dan Quayle. Quayle, yeah. Remember his stupid ass? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have um, the Supreme Court releasing that gun law. Yes. Uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. This week, not next week. Um, right. <laughs> um, the Jewel cigarettes as well. Mm-hmm. Who else you got, Pop? We got the Supreme Court also for ruling to protect police from uh, lawsuits over violating the Miranda rights. Yeah, that's oh, another wow. thing they ruled on you know, this week. You what? need to. Yeah. Read people they write. If you don't do that, then and this all stuff is geared toward black people. And what gets me is that Clarence Thomas, who is a shell of a person, because it's obviously right. She's running. That his wife yep. has the penis between her Jenny? legs. Yeah, she's running. Okay. Oh, she running Jenny. And you know. Who else you got? We got a Miami cop. Matona black man. He pulled over. That this is how you guys get killed. Yeah, he stopped his brother. I, I remember this one. He stopped the brother. The brother was driving not his car, but his mother's car. So when he said license, registration, insurance, whatever, the guy was like, okay, I'm going to have to look for it because this is my mother's vehicle. I don't know where she keeps it. Right. So he's trying to look through the glove box and all, and the cop was getting impatient. And the cop says to him, see, this is how you guys get killed. Mm. And he said, say what? And then he turns on his phone to record it, and then he got the guy on the phone recorded saying that. Now that cop is on administrative leave. Good. I'm like, dude, why should anybody get killed because you're trying to find your registration and information? But you got to understand that what he said really spoke volume when he says, this is how you guys get killed. Like, exactly. Like we Not as black how men people are get a killed. whole nother, mm-hmm. we're a whole nother entity of mm-hmm. life. When you pull us over, you're pulling over what you deem as the lowest, lower than whale shit kind of person. Mm-hmm. That's some deep stuff. Yeah, because he specifically didn't say this is how people get killed. He said this is how you guys get. You got black men, whatever okay. species he's messed with that time. Who else? Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh yeah, that jerk off. Releasing a video game where he shot at turkeys with fake news. He's got, Kyle Rittenhouse has put out a video game mm-hmm. that he's released where you're shooting a gun mm-hmm. at Turkey. That Who's has, Kyle Rittenhouse, first of all? That's the guy that shot those shot the, the person in, uh, gosh, oh, where yeah. uh, was it Wisconsin? Yeah, he was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, yes. Mm-hmm. That youngin'. Now he's got this video game out where there's turkeys on the screen that you shoot at, mm-hmm. but the turkeys have little signs on them that say fake news. Right. So you're shooting at these fake news turkeys, and he's calling himself, putting this game out to raise money for his defense fund against the, um, what do you call it, not slander, but the other one, against the media. 
Mm-hmm. Defamation. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to raise money for his defense fund for media de- defaming him. So that's why he put this out. I'm like, dude, you got in trouble for shooting. You going to put out a game shooting? It's something wrong with him. You know what's so sad, though? Talking about white privilege. This little boy can't be, and I say little boy because he can't be, be no more than 20 years old now. Yeah. Because he was 18 and 17 when all that went down. Yeah. So it hasn't been three years. Yeah. This boy's not even 21 yet. This boy should be in college somewhere or the military or chasing women or whatever you do at, at 20 years old. And he's already been in a trial for killing two people up there hobnob with Donald Trump. I'm like, mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. please, un- unhook the parachute of everything you're doing right now. You're 20 years old, man. You need to really go in another lane. But it's just deep. I got another one. Patrick Roush, Rochester, New York teacher, for having his mostly black students pick seeds from raw cotton as a history lesson. And where was it? Rochester, New York. So now he's on administrative leave. He said, and his defense was it was optional. It wasn't a mandatory exercise. It was optional. Well, why the fuck did it come to your mind anyway? Exactly. That's another one. Go sit your monkey ass. Anyway, uh, you already got the Supreme Court, Miami. Okay, Tucker Carlson, he's been acting a fool as usual. Trump, Mitch McConnell, all the Republicans for trying to, it was six of them, that got called out during this week's hearings, the January 6th hearings, Six Republicans now who've been called out for trying to get Trump to pardon them for voting um, to, what is it called, voting to not certify the election. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that were like, no, I vote to not certify the election for for Biden. Now they're all trying to get, well, not now, but, you know, before Trump got out they of office, pardons, yeah. they were trying to get pardons for that. Too late now. So put them on the kiss list. Help them, help them. Uh, let's see. I thought I had another one. I'm sorry. Hard-headed people that Papa was talking about earlier <laughs> uh, that just can't do right, won't do right. And that person, Ariana, in, uh, uh, where was it? Not Istanbul. Overseas, the woman who lied about being a doctor and about being a man. Indonesia. That, Indonesia, thank you. That married that young, impressionable 22-year-old. <laughs> Faked her out of something terrible. You, you, she should be ashamed of herself, for real. Uh, uh. Uh, did I say Mitch McConnell? Say him again. And Ted Cruz, as usual. And Vega, only about Vega. Vegas. Vegas, a female in Virginia running for Congress. She won the Republican uh, primary. Oh, okay. And she was posing with Ted Cruz and all the... And she's a young Spanish girl. And she is so dipped into the Trump stuff. Young, pretty Spanish girl running for... for uh, in fact, she's run up her... She's going to run up against that girl, the, uh, the white lady who's the incumbent now named uh, Democrat. Uh, I forget her name. She's got a real unique name. Anyway, um, in Virginia, for okay. Congress. So Vega. Her name is Vega. Yeah. And All right. You wouldn't even know by looking at her because she looks typically typically Spanish looking, but she has got so much Trump and Ted Cruz and Mitch oh, McConnell yeah. up her ass. It's not even funny. I'm like, we wow. Got another one falling down. What mm-hmm. we got more? All right, we got a special prize for everybody on this week's Kiss It list. Lord help them. 
Welcome back to John Putting Windows with Papa Didi and we have a kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, sorry, darling. Well, we're down to the last word. And okay. uh, let's see, we were not taking any calls tonight, so thank you for listening. Uh, the last word, Papa Didi. Over to you. The last word is to be safe. Um, they they just passed the, uh, the pandemic situation where young kids can get vaccinated now, so... As they said, uh, talk to your pediatrician and all that, see how healthy your child is, you know, starting with at six months old. You know, if they're, if they're healthy enough to get that shot, you know, I think um, Pfizer has a three-shot thing and Moderma has a two-shot thing. So whatever route you go, whatever, I would, uh, I'd put some, I'd put some resistance in these babies, you know, because. I see kids walk around the stores all the time. The parents count the masks, and the kids don't have a mask on. So they protect the kids in their own way, you know. Oh, all I right. Say on that. Uh, what's your last word, Raymond? Oh, my last word is shout out to the team behind the film, Angie's Cure. They're doing an industry uh, premiere tonight in Los Angeles. So shout out to Lynette Tichelle, Corey Grant, and the rest of the team that have put that movie together. It is fantastic. They're doing big things on that. So I just want to say congratulations and shout out to them. Looking forward to uh, when it's released completely so that we can all see it and uh, enjoy that. And uh, I just wanted to say congratulations. You know, I really, I really have been following them, and uh, they're doing their thing. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah, the trailer is excellent. So if you mm-hmm. want to check it out, you can visit the uh, website at angiescure.com. I believe that's correct. But um, check it out, angiescure.com. Awesome, awesome. Right. And that's my last word. Oh. Over to you, Ken. Um, my last word is um, guys, check out the BET Awards. This Sunday with uh, Taraji P. Henson. I'm quite sure it's going to be a lot of surprises. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully they won't act a fool in the audience. <laughs> you know. But Taraji, I know she's going to get it in. <laughs> Look, from Southeast D.C. Okay, now. The native, uh, another one. It's, um, I think this is a record. This is the second one. Regina Hall was the first from D.C to do the um, BET Awards, so now Taraji, she passed the reign to Taraji, so I can't wait to see it. So There you go. All right. That's my last one. All right. 
Well, that wraps it up for us. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Uh, We do thank you for listening tonight. And uh, tell a friend. Let them know about the Pajama Party Show. You know how we roll. Uh, You can check us out uh, on apajamaparty.com. And uh, who's our parent company? DC Homegrown Entertainment. There you go. Mm -hmm. So check them out, too. You know, they keep us on the air, pay the bills, and make it a pleasure for us to do business. All right. Oh, I did want to give one more shout out um, to a special friend I've known. Oh boy, I want—I don't want to say half my life, but I have. <laughs> Mr. William Baker, happy birthday! All right, many more. All right. Happy birthday, Feliz Cumpleaños! Oh boy. All righty. Well, if that's it. We're gonna get on out of here. All right. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Bye. And good night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh,